0: agenda. A voice in the desert. Now, here's Crystal Heath. All right, what's up, folks? I'm Crystal Heath. This is The Frettle Show, which I almost didn't do today because my voice is just about gone. It seems like every year I hit a phase where it just stops working. The voice just goes away. And if you've been a regular listener to this program, you know that that is true. It just, it just comes and then it goes. So I don't know how far we're going to get into this program today. I know my voice sounds different. Perhaps it sounds more calm and soothing. It may also crackle and pop and do other fun things throughout the show today. I really don't know. I We may only get into this thing 10-15 minutes and then I might have to stop. Because the longer it talks, the, more, the worse it gets. But <clears throat> see, it's starting already. But anyway... I I thought, no, I'm going to do this. I will suffer through. It's really not suffering. I've, and that's what people keep saying. Well, you don't feel... No, I, I feel physically fine. My voice is just not fine. it's Sometimes it's fine, and then sometimes it does this weird thing. And I'm telling you, this happens to be every year. I don't know what... Anyway, today's program... <laughs> Homeschooling versus Harvard. Now, as someone who went to a private school from kindergarten through fourth grade and then was homeschooled from fifth grade through graduation, I must say that I took great interest in this uh, little debate that's been raging in our country. And since I have many friends who have homeschooled, I have seen many thoughts and many opinions about this whole thing, but we are going to start at, and I, well, I don't know if we're even going to get through it because of the voice issue, but uh, we're going to start with where I believe that everybody's thoughts and opinions on a subject should begin, and that is with the actual source. Okay? shall we go to the source? Let's do it. Because based on what people have been saying, I think that some people have not actually read the article in question, and I think others have just read snippets of it. So we're going to read the whole thing, because that's what we do. We research, and we go to the source before we make and formulate opinions. So, here we go. The article is titled... The Risks of Homeschooling. This is in Harvard Magazine for the May-June 2020 edition. A rapidly increasing number of American families are opting out of sending their children to school, choosing instead to educate them at home. Homeschooled kids now account for roughly 3% to 4% of school-age children in the United States, a number equivalent to those attending charter schools, and larger than the number currently enrolled in parochial schools. Yet Elizabeth Bart, the Wasserstein Public Interest Professor of Law and Faculty Director of the Law School Child Advocacy Program, sees risks for children and society in homeschooling and recommends a presumptive ban on the practice. Homeschooling, she says, not only violates children's rights to a meaningful education and their right to be protected from potential child abuse, but may keep them from contributing positively to a democratic society. <clears throat> we have an essentially unregulated regime, regime in the area of homeschooling, Barthlet asserts. All 50 states have laws that make education compulsory, and state constitutions ensure a right to education. But if you look at the legal regime governing homeschooling, there are very few requirements that parents do anything. Now, I want to take this uh, paragraph by paragraph, step by step, so we actually talk about the things that she says, and address these. Okay? So, she starts out by saying that it may educate... it may violate a child's right to a meaningful education. And it it could... uh, their right to be protected from potential child abuse, and may keep them from contributing positively to a democratic society. In all fairness, for those of you who have been homeschooled before you know that there are homeschoolers that fall under these categories there are some homeschoolers that give the rest of homeschoolers a bad name right some people who quote unquote homeschool are not in fact doing very much schooling at all they are merely keeping their children home that is in fact what i believe we are seeing during this pandemic okay this is not homeschooling what people are doing right now this is in fact Panic schooling or pandemic schooling, if you will. And my personal opinion is that when all of these children who have been quote unquote homeschooled, which is not at all what they're doing, go back to school in the fall and are way behind, that you're going to see a lot more of this sort of of. Uh, of thought happening because these kids are going to be behind and experts are going to point at them and say, see, homeschooling doesn't work. They're all behind and they were all homeschooled. But the problem is what they're doing right now is not homeschooling. It is panic schooling, okay? If they're doing any schooling whatsoever, and many are not. But so she she talks about meaningful education. There are those who are not actively engaged in their child's schooling while they are homeschooling that is true in some instances. The vast majority of cases, however, it is not. As far as a potential to be protected from potential child abuse, well you're now assuming that these children that are being homeschooled have a higher risk of being abused by their parents than those that attend public school when in fact there is zero data whatsoever to suggest that that would be the case. Not only that, But what you are also further assuming is that removing a child during school hours, when most parents will be at work anyway, is going to somehow keep them from abuse that wouldn't be possible to happen when parents are at home after the child returns home from school. So so that is illogical. Now, if what she is saying is that most child abuse uh, cases are found because of a child being at school and a teacher reporting it, That is understandable. However, the way it is presented here does not uh, indicate that. And then as far as the regulation of homeschooling, this is also true in some instances. Now, in the state of Pennsylvania where I grew up, there is actually an accrediting uh, or, well, now there's several accreditation programs for homeschoolers. So there are homeschool groups which accreditate and issue diplomas uh, is similar to what you would receive, or in the same as what you would receive, honestly, from a, a public or a private school. And Pennsylvania has requirements of, you know, for each uh, grade level, these are things that you must accomplish as a student, whether you go to a public school, private school, or you are homeschooled. I think that that is a good thing. I think that states should have standards for education. But I don't think that saying that no homeschooling is, is regulated, that's just inaccurate. It is not unregulated. In fact, in many states it is extremely regulated. In some states it is far too regulated. So let us continue the article. If you look at the legal regime governing homeschooling, there are very few requirements that parents do anything. Alright, so far, that's true. Even apparent requirements, such as submitting curriculum or providing evidence that teaching and learning are taking place, she says, aren't necessarily enforced. In some cases, that is also true. Only about a dozen states have rules about the level of education needed by parents who homeschool, she says. That means, effectively, that people can homeschool who've never gone to school themselves or who don't read or write themselves. While that is possible, it is highly unlikely. I, I, in fact, as a person who has been in the homeschool world for over 20 years, I have never once encountered someone who was homeschooled by someone who could not read or write themselves. In another handful of states, parents are not required to register their children as homeschooled. They can simply keep their kids at home. Okay, that's, that's true. This practice, Bartlett says, can isolate children. Ah, the oldest concern for homeschoolers in the whole book. <laughs> what about socialization? Aren't you afraid they won't be socialized? No, I'm afraid they would be socialized if I sent them to school. That's why they're staying home, because we don't become little socialists. The article. She argues that one benefit of sending children to school at age 4 or 5 is that teachers are mandated reporters required to alert authorities to evidence of child abuse or neglect. Ah, see? Now, again, if you don't read the whole article, you're not going to get the whole picture. This is accurate. Teachers and other school personnel constitute the largest percentage of people who report to Child Protective Services. Whereas not one of the 50 states requires that homeschooling parents be checked for prior reports of child abuse. Even those convicted of child abuse, she adds, could still just decide, I'm going to take my kids out of school and keep them at home. Again, how many parents do you know that actually do this? I, I don't know any. As an example, she points to the memoir Educated by Tara Westover, the daughter of Idaho survivalists who never sent their children to school. Although Westover learned to read, she writes that she received no other formal education at home, but instead spent her teenage years working in her father's scrap business where severe injuries were common and endured abuse by an older brother. Bartlett doesn't see the book as an isolated case of a family that slipped through the cracks. She said that can happen under the system in effect in most of the nation. It could, but notice we have a book, not plethoras of books. Why don't we look at the actual statistics on homeschoolers rather than pulling out one book and going with that? In a paper published recently in the Arizona Law Review, she notes that parents choose homeschooling for an array of reasons. Some find local schools lacking or want to protect their child from bullying. Those are, in fact, the top two reasons why people choose to homeschool. Others do it to give their children the flexibility to pursue sports or other activities at a high level. See Tim Tebow. But surveys of homeschoolers show the majority of such families, by some estimates up to 90%, are driven by conservative Christian beliefs and seek to remove their children from mainstream culture. Bartholt notes that some of these parents are extreme religious ideologues who question science and promote female subservience and white supremacy. Okay so um first of all her her numbers are wrong there you can go and look at them yourselves in fact the top two reasons today for homeschooling are in fact because they find parents find local schools lacking they want to protect their child from bullying Uh, religious and morality issues actually rank third and fourth for reasons to homeschool in addition If you're saying that someone shouldn't homeschool their child because they have conservative Christian beliefs, well, your problem is not with homeschooling, then. Your problem is with conservative Christian beliefs. She noted that some parents are extreme religious ideologues who question science, a.k.a. They believe that the Bible is true, not just the part about Jesus, but even Genesis chapters 1 through 3, and that God created the world, and that that is somehow more believable than assuming that nothing exploded to create something which turned into something else, which eventually created everything. That's science? As for the promoting of female subservience and white supremacy, hmm, let me see. Nope, pretty sure that's not accurate right there. She views the absence of regulations ensuring that homeschool children, which by the way, uh, well, never mind. I'll, I'll get to that in a minute. She views the absence of regulations ensuring that homeschool children receive a meaningful education equivalent to that required in public schools as a threat to U.S. democracy. Okay, I think that's a fair point. I think you could say that there should be standards that are equivalent. I feel that, that that should be acceptable. From the beginning of compulsory education in this country, we have thought of the government as having some right to educate children so that they become active, productive participants in the larger society. Well, the government doesn't have the right to educate children. The government provides that service, but they do not have the right or the responsibility. That, in fact, belongs to you, the parent. Back to the article. This involves, in part, giving children the knowledge to eventually get jobs and support themselves. Okay, but now you're assuming that homeschoolers aren't getting jobs or supporting themselves, which is not in any way true. But it's also important that children grow up exposed to community values, social values, democratic values, ideas about non-discrimination and tolerance of other people's viewpoints, she says noting that European countries such as Germany ban homeschooling entirely and that countries such as France require home visits and annual tests. Yes, because those places do not believe in what is called uh, freedom. Also, what community values, social values, and democratic values and ideas about non-discrimination and tolerance are homeschoolers not able to acquire by being taught them at home versus being taught them in a classroom? In the United States, Barthlett says, state legislatures have been hesitant to restrict the practice because of the Homeschool Legal Defense Association. (laughs) They actually put it in the article as the Homeschooling Legal Defense Association, which in fact is an incorrect uh, term. A conservative Christian homeschool advocacy group, which she describes as small, well-organized, and overwhelmingly powerful politically. Well, I wouldn't call them small, but they are well-organized. And the reason they have that political power that you espouse, are because of the army of homeschoolers supporting them. During the last 30 years, activists have worked to dismantle many states' homeschooling restrictions and have opposed new regulatory efforts. There's really no organized political opposition, so they basically get their way. Oh, that... (laughs) From someone who grew up in a state with strict standards that were uh, reduced just as I got out of high school, I can tell you that that is 100% incorrect. Any time that homeschool laws are attempt, there is an attempt to lessen the requirements on families, there is a huge effort to stop that from happening. A central tenet of this lobby is that parents have absolute rights that prevent the state from intervening to try to safeguard the child's right to education and protection. Okay. Parents have the absolute rights over their children in everything. And it is primarily the parent's responsibility to educate and protect their child. Barthlett maintains that parents should have very significant rights to raise their children with the beliefs and religious convictions that the parents hold. Okay. Did, did you guys, did you read this article? Did you get to that part? She maintains that parents should have very significant rights to raise their children with the beliefs and religious convictions that the parents hold, but requiring children to attend schools outside the home for six or seven hours a day, she argues, does not unduly limit parents' influence on a child's views and ideas. I would argue that the opposite is also true. Children are not completely exempt from learning social uh, and community democratic values and tolerance because they are home for the seven, eight hours a day that they might otherwise be in a classroom. She continues, The issue is, do we think that parents should have 24-7 essentially authoritarian control over their children from ages 0 to 18? I think that's dangerous. Why? Why? Well, she answers the question she said i think it's always dangerous who the throat i think it's always dangerous to put powerful people in charge of the powerless and to give the powerful ones total authority i'm sorry what you're talking about parents meaning that parents shouldn't have total authority over their children but okay so if we put them in a classroom Is that not giving the teacher total authority for those seven, eight hours? That just, the statement just makes no sense. To put powerful people in charge of the powerless. Well, that's exactly what happens if you consider a parent powerful and an infant powerless. Yeah, there would be a total authority situation. She concedes that in some situations, homeschooling may be justified and effective. No doubt, she said, there are some parents who are motivated and capable of giving an education that's of a higher quality and as broad in scope as what's happening in the public school. But she believes that if parents want permission to opt out of schools, the burden of proving that their care is justified should fall on the parents. I think an overwhelming majority of legislators and American people, if they looked at the situation, would conclude that something ought to be done. The end. Well, I think that what is not understood is that an overwhelming majority of people have looked at the situation and concluded that, nah, really, it's okay. In fact, you only have 3-4% to 4% of the population homeschooling. The majority of those say they do it because the, the education is lacking in the public schools or they're concerned about bullying and other issues in the schools themselves. the reason something hasn't been done is because people have looked at this and determined either A yeah, I can't and or don't want to homeschool my child, or B, I don't really care if other people are homeschooling, but perhaps the worst part of this article was the graphic they used, which has children running around, playing outside living a happy life, presumably the public school children you know, because they're not trapped on a playground or anything, whereas you have the presumed homeschooler locked in a house behind a jail cell bars on the window and then the books that make up the house are reading, writing, the Bible and arithmetic with arithmetic spelled wrong. Because you know homeschoolers are notoriously bad spellers. Which in all fairness for many years that was true. And like children in public schools there are many homeschoolers who cannot spell. Okay? Now before we just completely tear this woman apart, there's something you need to understand. Okay? This lady actually is very concerned for children. In fact, in 1998, she talked about the rise of donor eggs of women who are selling their healthy eggs to infertile women. And in that article, she said, the selling of human eggs sacrifices the donor's human dignity. It also encourages women to bear children who are not genetically related to them. This practice produces children who have lost one genetic parent in a world that already has an abundance of orphans who need homes. We need to call a halt to further commercialization of reproduction to give policymakers a chance to consider the ethical issues involved in reproductive technology. In 2017... She wrote an incredible endorsement of legislation introduced by Republican Senator Roy Blunt, one of the Senate's most conservative members uh, regarding uh, uh, children abroad eligible for international uh, adoptions. She wrote, Children's rights to parenting is perhaps their most fundamental right, short of their right to life itself. Institutions have been definitively shown to impose devastating harm to children's physical, emotional, and mental development, destroying their life potential and their ability to enjoy all other human rights. Somehow, to me, those do not seem to be the words of someone who is heartless or of someone who is ultra-liberal. No, in fact, this woman, if you look at the history of the things that she has done and written and said, she argues repeatedly in defense of children in support of their dignity and for parental rights. She's condemned the manufacturing of children in labs, advocated for adoption, and has urged politicians uh, to to reformat and restructure foster care and child welfare systems to protect uh, children. So she has great concern for children, and I think this article uh, does her a disservice in that it makes her appear to be kind of heartless. However, it, 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 there is a lot to be concerned about in what she said, and I think there is a cause for alarm. I think that the timing of the publication of this article, while most of the world is homeschooling, is very interesting. I think that there are two schools of thought as to why Harvard might release this right now, the main one being that. Harvard, like anyone else, is looking for people who will click on their articles because clicks equal cash in the world of the wide, wide web. And so when you have people thinking of so much about homeschooling, then of course you are going to publish an article about homeschooling. And if you can make it controversial, even better, because the more clicks you get, the more money you make. But I've, I've heard talk of, well... Uh, The reason that uh, Harvard did this now is because when this uh, pandemic is over, then everyone is going to be an expert on homeschooling. And then this will be easy to, to take it down, because everyone will know exactly what homeschooling is like, and everyone will hate it, and they'll agree with this article, and then we can make homeschooling go away forever. Others are saying, no, I think the reason they're doing this now is because they think that people are liking homeschooling and they're concerned that more people will want to homeschool as a result. I, honestly, I could see either one of those being true, but quite frankly, I don't think that it's as sinister as either of those. I really think that Harvard, like anyone else, is concerned with their bottom line and they're getting people to click and to talk about this. We're doing a whole podcast about it. So there you go. Also, everyone is talking about it, right? People are having to stay home with their kids, and they're not liking it. There are families who legitimately are concerned about their children's education that never intended to homeschool and now are trying to homeschool, and it's not going well, but that's, uh, there's, there's so many reasons for that. One, it's because the curriculum they're using has not been made uh, for homeschooling or their their parents are just overwhelmed and think they can't do it and so they're they're not trying or they just don't they just don't have have the support and resources to be done. And so you have people saying, if I can't do this, nobody should else should be able to do this. Because clearly, if I can't make this happen, then my neighbor down the street can't make it happen. And we should just leave the teaching of the children up to those who know what they're doing. And so it should only be teachers that get to homeschool. And I'm sure there'll be people that think that. I also think that there'll be people that think, hey, you know what? This homeschooling thing, I kind of like it. And I think I would like to do this with my children moving forward no matter which side of that scale that you fall on there's something that you need to understand of the now almost 2.5 million I think it is people that homeschool An estimated 3.4 million current U.S. adults were homeschooled for at least one year of their K-12 years, and they were homeschooled on average for six to eight years. And guess what? Most of us are are doing okay. What's really cool about homeschooling is that you can customize the curriculum and learning environment for each and every child. It is not cookie-cutter, curriculum. The way I learned was entirely different than the way my brother learned, entirely different than my other brother learned, entirely different than the way my sister learned. We had different strengths and different weaknesses and our parents were able to tailor our education to strengthen our weaknesses and to complement our strengths. In addition, you can accomplish more academically than is can be done in a traditional school setting because you simply have more time. You're able to enhance family relationships because guess what? You're spending so much time together. Your kids may not have a lot of friends at a school, but your kids will probably end up being best friends with each other. And that's pretty awesome because you know what? Friends come and go, but your family's there forever. So if your family's your best friend, that's an amazing, amazing thing. I taught my little brother math and spelling and English and all kinds of different things. Today he lives with me. And no joke, every couple months, he'll thank me for teaching him. This is, It's a pretty cool thing. I, and, and when I was teaching him. It was when I was, you know, 16, 17, and I was, essentially, I was tutoring him, and I was working through with him on things that he was struggling with, with my, while my mom was teaching other kids. And, it, and then that helped me to grow as well, and it taught me how to teach. The home-educated student typically scores 15 to 30 percentile points above public school students on standardized academic achievement tests. Regardless... Uh, to to go back to address that lady's concerns and that that number is uh, irrespective of the parents level of formal education or the family's household income or if the either parent has any background in education whatsoever and on top of that that number remains the same regardless of the level of control that a state has in the child's education as far as reporting and different uh things of that nature also adults who are home educated it has been found that adults who are home educated vote and attend public meetings more frequently than the general population they go to and succeed at college at an equal or higher rate than the general population by adulthood they internalize the values and beliefs of their parents at a higher rate than the general population and that is what this woman is concerned about but also they participate in local community service more frequently than the general population. Interesting. And those numbers, by the way, are from the National Home Education Research Institute, if you'd like to go do some more research on that yourself. HSLDA also has, uh, that's Homeschool Legal Defense Association, for those of you who are not in the... uh, in the know on the homeschooling but Homeschool Legal Defense Association also has much information on homeschooling and how homeschoolers succeed or not and what we found is that uh, they they have one article. Let me see if I can find the title of it. Study shows homeschoolers succeeding in college. Uh, homeschoolers scored higher on an ACT compared with the overall student body. Uh, homeschoolers earn more college credit prior to their freshman year compared to the student body, and that's because you can double up. You can do uh, college credit during your senior year and get a head start. On your college uh, career, homeschool students also earn a higher fall semester on their entry into college when compared to other uh, freshman students and a higher first-year GPA compared to their non-homeschooled counterparts and a higher fourth-year GPA compared to their non-homeschooled counterparts as well. That's an incredible thing. Homeschool students are not suffering academically. Homeschool students are going to college. In fact, many colleges are now actively recruiting homeschool students. But as for this woman who was interviewed for Harvard Magazine, I don't think that she's out to get homeschoolers necessarily. I don't think that she's evil, and I don't necessarily think she has an agenda. I think that she uh, legitimately cares about children and has concerns, some of which may be valid. You know, maybe we should have. Uh, some guidelines as to things that we should be able to say, yeah, these kids are learning because the fact of the matter is there are people out there who are keeping their children home and aren't actually schooling them. But for the vast majority of homeschoolers, I mean... Vast, vast majority of homeschoolers. That's simply not the case and the numbers and the data shows that homeschoolers are active in their communities more active in their communities than those who are not homeschooled. They are politically and socially engaged more so than those who are not homeschooled. They are going to college and they are finding success. So parents take heart if you have found yourself in a forced homeschool situation then you never intended to homeschool and maybe you're hating it Some things you should understand The curriculum you're working with was not made for homeschooling it's it's made for public schooling or christian schooling or whatever else you're doing but it it probably wasn't made uh, for homeschooling and it's not being able to be tailored to your child's uh, needs for those of you that are that are doing the homeschool thing right now and thinking hey this is awesome remember the curriculum you're using was not made for homeschooling if you think this version of homeschooling is awesome I can tell you that you would absolutely love, I think, real homeschooling, real homeschooling where you can travel the world, where you can go on field trips, where you can interact with other homeschoolers and homeschool co-ops and learn and grow together. But also remember that for those of you that are using a curriculum that though it may not be tailored to homeschooling, that you're having a lot of teacher support with, um, that element would not be there. So if if that is what is the main drive of your success right now, remember that if that would be taken away, would you still feel the same way about homeschooling? But overall, just remember, guys, that what is happening right now is not homeschooling. Now, whether or not Harvard has some underlying reason for putting this article out right now because when everyone's done with this everyone's going to be experts on homeschooling and think that only teachers could possibly achieve such a thing because they hate what they're doing which by the way is not again uh homeschooling I don't know that I know they want clicks I know they want money and I really think that that's the that's the main thing but I also think that you will see more of this in the fall if schools do reopen because kids are going to be way behind and people are going to point at that and say see homeschooling doesn't work when in reality what's going on right now in the vast majority of our country is not in any way homeschooling it is panic schooling homeschooling is a very different wonderful thing and it does work i my six siblings and i were all homeschooled all seven of us went to college i had my phd by the age of 25 i earned college credit while i was in high school as did most of my siblings my youngest uh, sister is going to is still in college and uh, another sister is about to graduate congratulations to jesse and so uh come i think it's two weeks from now my parents will have six of their seven homeschooled children as college graduates and that more often than not is the success story of homeschooling for those that are called to do actual homeschooling? So, in fact, you might just homeschool and go to Harvard. In fact, if you'd like a fun and interesting read, or several of them, the Harvard Gazette, again, Harvard Gazette, has an article titled Homeschooled and Route to Harvard. That's a fun one you should go read. The businessinsider.com has an article titled There's a new path to Harvard and it's not in a classroom. Hint, it's about homeschoolers. Or this one is also a good one, published in the Harvard Crimson. It's titled From Homeschool to Harvard. And that's all the time I have left for today. Hope you'll join us on Sunday for our services, 9.30 or 11.15 on the radio, or you can visit our website at experienceliberty.com and watch our services anytime on Sunday. Hope you and your family have a blessed weekend, and we'll see you back here next week, same time, same place.